This is Unrefined, the podcast where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories. Hi there, story lovers. I'm Shannon. And I'm Camille, and we're back with another episode of Unrefined. Before we get into our story today, we want to reflect a little bit on how things are going with the show. Yeah, so I've been editing these episodes, and I just want to issue a blanket statement to our listeners. I promise our audio will get better, and I am not that shrill in real life. She's not. She is not that (laughs) shrill in real life. I've made a few mistakes with the audio as we've been kind of working our way through this, and we're making some adjustments now so that we don't burst your eardrums with our enthusiasm. We're kind of looking at these first few episodes as the DIY podcaster's rite of passage, so just bear with us, and I promise we'll get a little better at the audio stuff. Camille, did you have any thoughts on our first couple of episodes? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple. um, I'm terrified of my own laugh but I'm just going to breathe through it. I love your laugh. Oh, thanks. I feel like it's like a, a, a witch's cackle, but she's smoked unfiltered cigarettes her whole life. But thank you, Shannon. Thank you. You're so positive. I, um, I just want to really applaud both of us on our gaps in our knowledge when it comes to motorcycles and also scooters of all forms and shapes. And IndyCar racing, beak racing. Oh, beak racing. Yes. Um, You know, I I feel as though we're bringing um, a kind of perspective to these sports that wasn't there before (laughs) and that that our knowledge is only going to help those sports grow in popularity. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about all that I'm learning about groms and crotches with rockets. Yeah, I think we're both learning a lot there. You know what? Alan also tells me that I need to talk more when people are telling their stories. Oh, did you tell him to stop mansplaining to you how to do your own podcast, babe? I thought I'd let you (laughs) tell him for me, Camille. (laughs) I think what I'm telling myself about that is I'm just a really good listener and I get really caught up in stories. So I'll try to interrupt more and inject more nonsense into your stories. Well, this this also could be the fact that I talk way too much and I enjoy the sound of my own voice except when laughing. So maybe I'm talking too much. Did did Alan say that that maybe, you know, I should be a, be a good woman and and quiet myself more? He did not. He said that you are funny and you have so many crazy voices. And I think he thinks I need to be more like you. Absolutely not. This would not work, Shannon. I would hate you. I'd be so jealous of you because you are me. Maybe I'll dial it up slightly. I'll try to interject more. You're perfect just how you are. Aww. It's a damn love fest. I love it. Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> There's so much tongue kissing going on. You guys can't see it. Just getting COVID. <laughs> Oh, God. And we're remote. How would that even work? I mean, that's how I've been dating for the the past (laughs) year, just wishing it happened real hard. I'm so glad you mentioned dating because that is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, We put a call out last week for stories about bad dates. And 
we had one person answer our call, and I am very excited to share her story with you guys today. Her name is Nicole, and um, turns out I've got like two hours of footage, audio footage with her, and we're going to have to break this up into a two-parter. And boy, do you. Yeah, (laughs) but she has got quite a story to tell us today, so... Yeah, let's get into it. A quick note before we get into today's story, body image issues and eating disorders are mentioned. So if those topics are upsetting or triggering to you, you may want to skip this episode. I am joined today by my friend, Nicole, and I believe, Nicole, you have a couple of really interesting stories for us. I do. Yes, I have a couple of stories highlighting my craziest dates since I've moved to Indianapolis in 2019. And there's some doozies. Oh, I can't wait to hear them. So I met this person. I I was on OkCupid. And uh, like so many people I know that are dating, uh, we do the the app switch around where, you know, you don't stay on one app for too long and you sort of, you know, switch from Tinder to Bumble to OkCupid and usually just see the same people over and over again. But <laughs> on this special occasion, I got um, a really lovely message from a, a guy named Mark on uh, OkCupid. And the thing with dating when you're older than your, you know, 20s is it's it's really hard to find people who actually take the time to like fill out their profile. And so basic stuff, you know, like it's hard to find people that will fill out like if they have kids or <laughs> like it's just the laziest, you know, thing you can think of when you're trying to get to know somebody like and this guy did not have that. He had a really great profile. <laughs> so I read his profile and it was it was verbose. So so this guy it was pretty clear like off the cuff that he liked to talk, which I'm down for because so many times it's like pulling teeth to get these people to talk to you. Okay. Like are you chatting or are you actually talking on the phone? No, we're chatting on the app. So on the app. Okay. Yep. So he he sends me this really great nice message and it was full of all the bells and whistles that you want when you're dating on like when you're when you're sourcing your people online <laughs> and uh, it's like recruiting it is like recruiting totally and he's like i just think we have so much in common and he was really handsome and i was like yeah let's let's ha- let's have this let's talk to this guy so i mean and it as soon as we started talking it was you know instant chemistry so it was like back and forth and uh, another thing that you would not think of that's hard to find when you're online dating is people who actually want to get to know you and take time to ask you questions about yourself. I cannot reiterate how many times I have had to teach men how to speak to me because it's sort of like this coaching where I will ask up to three questions, like, you know, because I want to know about the person I'm talking to, and I will ask a few questions. And you would be you would be amazed at how often the conversation dies after that because they don't think to ask you anything about yourself. So I've had a couple men, you know, respond with like, it went quiet. What happened? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I made it up to three questions and I got to know you and you didn't ask me a single thing about myself. And some of them take it really well. And they're like, oh, my God, I was being such a dick Um, or some of them are just, they will just unmatch me because I call them out. 
Oh, bye bye. Yeah. So they'll just they'll exit the damn chat. So this guy was very like had all these questions and. Um, so the first day I was talking to him was awesome. We're getting to know each other. And I mentioned to him that I like to meet people sooner rather than later because I feel like the longer that you talk to somebody without seeing them in person, the more risk you're taking in setting yourself up for disappointment. You know, your brain fills in the gaps of who you think these people are and you've built this person in your head that doesn't exist. So I like to do it quick. That makes sense. I've never heard anyone articulate it that way but that I think you're absolutely right yeah you get these people that that build these you know big relationships over somebody that they've never sat across from Mm -hmm. and just because you have chemistry on an app or on the phone that does not translate it does not in person yeah and so I I generally do I don't like to talk to people for more than like a week because then it starts to get weird and expectations and like, well, you liked me so much when we were on the phone. And uh. so he was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. So he lives down in Louisville. So that's kind of a jaunt. Yeah. We had decided that um, because he had to work the day after we were going to meet that I would go down there. Leading up to us like deciding to meet, um, like we had made we made the plans, and then uh, there was about a day between when we made the plans versus when I was going to leave to go down there and meet the guy. We were chatting the night before I was going to leave to drive down, and he just was just unloading so much stuff about himself to me, and he was like, um, I, uh, I just want to share everything with you. And at this point it was starting to feel like love bombing. Like it was this, like, we have so much amazing chemistry and you are exactly what I'm looking for. And when it starts to hit that sort of key in the conversation, I'm usually, I will take a step back and, and really, you know, take, take a beat. And, uh, so he started sort of going down this path and I'm trying to be really open-minded I said, well, I'm going to go to bed. It was really late. And I said, but, you know, if you want to keep chatting, like send me messages and I'll read them when I get up in the morning. And he was like, "Okay, well, I just may do that. Well, I got up the next morning and there was a fucking novel waiting for me. (laughs) It's funny that you said love bombing because I was thinking about that exact phrase because, you know, we were talking about cults before we started. Yes. That's a tactic they use to draw you in and make you feel really good. Yes. Right? Yep. And sometimes it creates a red flag. Yes. Especially when you know what you're looking for. And I had previously dated somebody um, that was super into the love bombing. And so I have a – my little feelers are set to call that out pretty early. And I was like, okay, this is where this is going. So the next morning I wake up and there's the novel waiting for me. And it is intense. He launches into this conversation with himself, mind you, because I'm not responding to these. He's literally talking to himself about his sexual preferences. And I'm like, okay. Yep. So he's (laughs) like, one thing that you need to know about me is that I don't adhere to the rules of waiting to have sex if I have chemistry with somebody. So what he says in the text is I used to be really big and I lost a lot of weight and I have uh, problems 
showing my body, but I require you to be completely nude. And then he elaborates (laughs) even further and says, I don't like to take my shirt off during sex, and I wait until the very last minute to take my boxers off, but you can't wear any clothes if we're intimate this evening. And (laughs) we had... (laughs) We had, he was just creating this whole narrative of what he thought was going to happen. And I had already, when I started to feel like the little, like my antennas were going up, I had started saying like, listen, I know that you feel really confident that we're going to click in person, but I have had some really bad experiences and I have to say the chemistry doesn't always translate. So, you know, we could not like each other when we meet. He was like, no, that's not, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen for me. And I, I, and he was so just like, for sure. And I'm like, okay, guy, like, (laughs) (laughs) oh God, this is a good story. Oh, it, oh, bud. It's, we're about to go to level, level 10 in in a minute. So last night we uncovered a problem while I was pouring myself a glass of wine. Do you remember that? Oh, oh, yes. Yes, I do, Shannon. I do remember it. It was a horrible moment because I realized that I was out of wine and it was horrible and I was jealous and you just drank it in front of me. I'm sorry I did that to you, but I spent most of the day trying to figure out a solution for that very problem. You did? I did. We don't have any advertisers right now, but we do have a way for our listeners to help us make sure we never run out of wine while recording again. Tell me you're talking about Last Bottle. I am talking about Last Bottle. Bam! They buy these remnant batches of some of the best wines in the world and they sell them at deeply discounted prices. Oh, I like that. It seems like a better option than joining one of those like wine of the month clubs you get a bunch of wines you don't like definitely it's probably a better service for people who know what they like and who like to have a few bottles of their favorite wines on hand so um tell me shannon how can our audience help us make sure that i don't run out of wine ever again they can visit the last bottle link in our show notes and create an account if they use the link They'll get a $10 credit toward their first order and will get a credit when they make their first purchase. Ooh. Then we can order some wine to drink on the show. And I'll never go thirsty again. Oh, Shannon, thank you so much. I am definitely um, into this. I'm definitely into getting paid in wine. Well, it is my second favorite form of currency. Oh, really? What's your first? Cash money. Cash money, baby. All right, people, so check the show notes for the last bottle link and help me stock my wine rack. Pretty please. Pretty please. So I'm looking and I'm like, okay, maybe he just feels like he needs to put out the hardest stuff on the table first. And like, maybe it's embarrassing for him to talk about his body image issues in person. So like if things get, you know, if we hit it off and like, we decide to be intimate. Maybe he just doesn't want to have to explain that to me in person. So I'm trying to give this person the benefit of the doubt. I text him and he was like, okay, so here's the plan. You're going to drive down here and meet me at my house. We'll leave your stuff at, at my place. And I'm like, stuff, what the fuck is he talking about? 
And he's like, well, leave your stuff at my place. And then we'll take an Uber over to the bar that I want to take you to. And then we'll take an Uber back and you can spend the night with me. And I was like, sir, I am not spending the night with you. I don't know you. Number one, I'm not going to get blackout drunk and and stay with a person I don't know. Like, that's just not going to happen. He's like, well, we'll see. And so (laughs) has he ever met a woman? He also said he got a very late start in dating because he was so big when he was younger and then lost a bunch of weight. And so he didn't really get the chance to date around. So so seriously, I mean, I think looking back, this guy probably had the dating mentality of like a 19 year old guy, even though he was almost 50. So we start talking about our plans and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to stay the night. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll see what happens and whatever. So I I decide I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to go. And because I'm meeting him at a bar, I was like, listen, I'll meet you at, a, at the pub that you want to take me to. But I'm not meeting you at your home. And he was like, OK, well, I get down there and I got down there a little early. And so I was uh, sort of tripping around downtown and looking at some shops. And I sent him a message and I was like, hey, I'm early. And it was like 440. He's like, oh, my God, I have been so busy today that I totally lost track of time. I have to go home and I have to get ready. And I'm like, you didn't even work today already. It's not kicking off well. So I I finally get to the bar at five and he's like, I might be a few minutes late. 515 passes, 530. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just running really late. This bitch does not show up until 45 minutes after our start time. And I had driven down from Indianapolis. Oh. And uh, I, yeah, I was pissed. In walks this guy. And I have to say, I was looking real cute that day. Like I had my little like cute tank top and a blazer and my hair was done and I had my nice makeup going. First of all, he sends me to the shittiest dive bar that reeked of like old Miller light and cigarettes. And he's like, this is like my favorite bar. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. So I'm already like not impressed by the bar situation that's happening here. And then in walks this guy 45 minutes late. And not only is he two inches at least shorter than he was in his profile. um, He also is a complete slob in the way he's dressed. So Let's revisit the fact that he's 48 years old again. Okay. He walks in. He's wearing a stretched out triple XL Superman t-shirt that is clearly like it must have been from his larger days because it did not fit him. His jeans are sort of the same way. So his jeans are massive. And you can see like all the baggy extra jean just gathering at his ankles. He has on like filthy chucks with bright neon green shoelaces. And this is what he shows up to our date wearing. Dressed like a straight up sloppy 15 year old dude. (laughs) That is a look. Oh my gosh. I mean... There's a huge disconnect yeah. here. And all, none of his pictures gave that right. away. Like his pictures, he's like clean cut, like handsome, wearing like, you know, nice V-neck sweaters, you know, like looks put together. That is not what walked in the door. He comes over to the table and I will say, I'm going to say he was very handsome. His, so like 
his head was beautiful. I will not lie. He had a beautiful head, uh, chiseled jaw, like beautiful eyes. Um, his haircut was great. I mean, he was, he was a very, very good looking guy, but the minute he sat down, I was like, nope, because the down was not good. No, like I, (laughs) I could feel his, his vibes, not to sound too millennial here, but I could feel his vibes from like a mile away. And I was like, oh no, this is my gut was like, girl, no. So he sits down and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm late. Uh, I just got like really lost in my day. Like, what are you drinking? I'm going to go, I'm going to go get a drink. And I, I had ordered like a vodka soda and I was like, I have my vodka soda. And he was like, yeah, you want to do a shot with me? And I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm good. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go get a drink. I'll be right back. So (laughs) he goes up to the bar and he orders, I don't hear what he orders, but he's got a, 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 a tumbler with like some sort of liquid that's cold because I can see like the frost and a a glass of ice water and he sits down and he slams the tumbler as fast as he can and then he immediately starts chugging the uh the ice water so I want you I want you to guess what he was taking a shot of it's either something completely unexpected and ladylike that's where I'm gonna go like Chambord or something purple (laughs) It was a clear liquid. I mean, gin? Like, that's a horrible thing to shoot. Oh, no. Nope. It was Rumpelmint. Oh, my God. He is 19. (laughs) He is, like, 19. And let's just think about the fact that he took a giant chug of Rumpelmint immediately followed by ice water. How painful must that have been for his throat? <laughs> that's um, that's asking for trouble right there. I mean, what a weird. Yes. So then he goes back up and he gets another one and he comes back to the table. And, and this time he's got two menus in hand and he's like, I- I'm going to buy you dinner. And I was like, we're going to eat here. And he was like, yeah, they have great food. And I'm like, oh my God, like you're really going to make me eat dinner here. And I, at this point had just resigned that this was going to be a story. Like that is, that was where my head was. Like I could have walked out, but I was like, you know what? You should just like stick around and see how this plays out. I feel like you did this for me without even knowing. I mean, (laughs) maybe that was the Lord's work, you know? Maybe. (laughs) He gives me the, he takes the shot and he's like, yeah, I just like want to get so blacked out. We go back to my place and we rip each other's clothes off. And he says this to me. And I was like, I, I'm not planning on getting wasted. I'm going to, I'm going to be driving back tonight. He's like, once again, yeah, we'll see. So he goes, he was like, excuse me, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So he goes to the bathroom. And of course, like I do the thing that everyone does. Like I bust out my phone. And I just sent my best my best girlfriend a text that just said no in huge letters. <laughs> and while he's in the bathroom, he sends me a text that says, you are stunning. And I'm like, oh, God, he's texting me from the bathroom. So then I look up and he comes out of the bathroom and there are like right when you walk out there, are those like, you know, those how bars have... Um, like those big mirrors by the pool tables, like the really long ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have one of those above a pool table. And I watched him 
primp himself for at least 45 seconds while I mean, just in the open bar, just like brushing his hair back, looking at his own jawline, like, and I'm watching him with my drink, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so he comes back and he starts talking to me and he's like, God, it's just like, oh, it's just, this is going really great. Like, I'm having a great time. And he was like, hey, I really love your eyebrows. And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, can I touch him? And I was like, yep. You sure can. And so he he leans over the table and he gently traces each of my eyebrows with his pointer finger. And he was like, I just like a really good set of brows. And I was like, cool. And we start talking like he starts um, pretty early on, like bashing women. And he's doing it and he's trying to do it in like an incognito way. And he starts making like derogatory references about the child of his or the mother of his child and like some other things. And so I'm like, okay, this guy does not like women. Um, and he's, he's, he's posing as one of those feminist men that claims they like women, but they really don't. Mm. And that is like the whole vibe I'm getting from this guy. He's like, so what do you want to eat for dinner? And I was like, well, uh, I think I'm just going to do like some wings and like a side salad. And, and I was like, are you going to eat? And he goes, so like, uh, like earlier today I went to all you can eat shrimp with my mom and, uh, I just like ate too much. And then I didn't run enough on the treadmill to burn off all those calories. And so I don't think I have like the room in my calorie budget to eat that. And I've been just binge eating for the last few days and throwing up. And so this guy's got full blown body image issues. Like he's got a full blown eating disorder. Absolutely. And, uh, I had one. So I had an eating disorder when I was in college and I, (laughs) I'm sitting there like, Oh my, like, does this guy even acknowledge the fact that he has an eating disorder? So yeah, he was at all you can eat shrimp with mom. He, he got too full and then he didn't know if he had uh, the room in his diet for uh, any more food for the day, but he ends up ordering uh, like a chicken sandwich. So the food comes and and we're just, you know, I'm just sitting there like, okay, let's just get, I'm going to get through this food. And, and he, he starts talking like he's a talk adder. So he starts talking at me about how he hates the rich. And he was like, the rich are just these awful people and they're so entitled. And the, you know, the mother of my, my son, you know, she comes from a rich family and they're all just pieces of shit and they should die and they should go kill themselves. And I'm like, holy moly, like. This, I mean, there's a lot of rage brewing that's, that's in this intense. person. Yeah. It was very intense. And uh, I, it got to a point in the day where he starts um, trying to gauge how I'm feeling and about things that are, that are happening between us. And he was like, I, uh, I feel like we're doing really well. Like this feels really good to me. And, you know, I tell you like after tonight, like I'll start coming up to Indy and we can do this and we can do that. And I was just like, no. And he was like, what? (laughs) And I said, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't feel it. Like, I just don't feel the chemistry. Like it's not personal. It's just, I don't think that our baggage would play nicely together. And he at the point at the time that he was broaching this, he had crept his hand uh, towards me um, 
like to touch my hand on the table. And so he was kind of like touching my finger when I said it and he jerked away like I had electrocuted him and proceeds to pivot his body completely away from me, like turns and kicks his feet up on the bench and starts talking at the air, very animated, like, what? So what? You like into like muscular beefcake dudes? Like, what? you know, what's the deal? Like, what kind of person are you looking for? Like, I really thought we had something really special going on. And I said, uh, he was like, so what are you looking for? And I just, you know, I just said the first thing and I said, I haven't found it yet. Like, I, I just haven't. He's like, well, what? Like, what? why do you think we wouldn't, we wouldn't work out? And I was like, well, like, you know, just for starters, I said, I, like, we're talking about baggage. Like, you are clearly in the middle of a full-blown eating disorder, and I am a person recovering from an eating disorder. I, I had one in college. This is not a good, it's not a good situation for me. Like, that's just one example. And I mean, he is livid. He is livid. And I said, you know what? If you're going to be a dick about it, I'm going to go. And he was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just, you know, like, let's just finish our drinks and, and, and blah, blah, blah. So I, I'm, I can feel very early on that this guy is a ticking time bomb. And I'm like, if I exit this the wrong way, I feel like this is the type of person that would hunt me down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I have to think about the way that I'm going to get out of this with um, the least amount of damage. And uh, so we're sitting there and he sort of calms down and um, we start, you know, going back and forth and talking about things and He's asked, like, he's asking me about my family and things get sort of, you know, normal-ish and I'm just trying to, like, finish my food so I can skedaddle. The date's starting to end. You know, we're getting to that point. And um, he was like, oh, I should, I should let you get back to Indy. And as we're wrapping up the day, he's kind of shitting. He was like, well, I mean, it's probably a good thing that it didn't work out between us. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah, because now I don't have to explain the situation between me, my ex-wife and my brother. And I was like, you don't? Oh, my God. You don't have to explain that to me? And I was like, what uh, What happened there? <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> and he goes, oh, no, it's not like you don't want to uh, be with me. So, uh, you know, it was just something that happened it started when we were in high school and it just went on for and an, you know until my my divorce my and i'm sitting there like did you, were you guys sharing <laughs> were you sharing the wife like and he he just didn't really respond to that and i'm like oh god you were totally sharing your ex-wife with your brother like something was going on there and so I'm, I mean, my head is just spinning at this point. He, we walk out and, uh, he starts walking me to, to the car and he was like, are you sure you don't want to come over? And I was like, I'm like, I'm sure. And he goes, you know what? You're missing out on the best sex of your life. He's dead serious. And I, I keep trying to defuse the bomb. And I just said, <laughs> Mark, I'm not going to use you for your body. I'm not going to do that to you. And he was just like, whatever, and got in his car. Oh, God. Um, and then, of course, you know, sent me a super duper long text 
after I got home, basically being like, I don't understand what happened. You know, like I thought we hit it off. So you think that's where the story ends. But you're wrong. So that is Nicole's story. Camille, what did you think? What didn't I think, Shannon? What didn't I think? It had romance. It had excellent cuisine. High creep factor. High creep factor. I mean, really, to be honest, you had me at all you can eat shrimp with mom. That is when you know that you are, you're, you're with a stand up dude. Actually, that's not very nice because guys who hang out with their moms are pretty great. But yeah, the whole eating disorder and uh, all you can eat shrimp. And then the way he showed up to the date after being so explicit about how she was going to perform in bed later, how how she was going to take all her clothes off. You'd think he'd at least dress a little nicer since she was just going to be looking at him clothed. Yeah. Wow. I really liked the faux eyebrow fetish. Um, oh, a faux fetish. Faux fetish. The fetish for those who want to present as though they have a fetish but don't. I thought that was so strange, but I love that she let him do it just for the story. Yes, like you have beautiful <laughs> eyebrows. Oh, thank you. Can I touch them? Please <laughs> do, naughty, naughty, naughty man. The whole thing was just very, very bizarre to me. The like fact that he didn't have to work, but he was still late. The fact that he ate too much. And then he was like, no, they've got great food here at this dive bar. Get it. Get it clue man yeah like read a book or at least look at some memes about dating you know i feel like our expectations are so low as it is i'm i'm like good for you nicole for having some standards yeah absolutely well i'm glad she made it out of there okay and also got that nice tidbit at the end about the relationship with his ex-wife and and his brother which was yeah. super odd and surprising. Yeah, because why didn't he put that in that novel that he sent her at the beginning? You know, that would have been a good twist at the end. I think, too, though, he almost did her a favor in telling her that, like sealing the deal on the fact that she was leaving. Yeah, if there was any doubt in her mind, that that definitely was she like, nope, check, please. So I guess we can go ahead and wrap up today's episode with some unrefined confessions. Unrefined confessions. Shh, don't tell. Um, I'll, I'll go first, Shannon. You know, I think that um, I'm, I'm into justice. I'm into balance or I'm constantly searching for it. So I'm, I'm not proud of this confession, but I am a thief. I'm a thief, Shannon. Oh no, what have you done? I have a long history of stealing hearts. Just kidding. I, um, I have to say that in Chicago, I stole from a very prominent cosmetic store. And I think that if I remember correctly, I was like, they shouldn't be charging that much for lip chapstick. And I took it and the adrenaline was like something I'd never experienced before. That was many, 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 many years ago. Many years ago in my wild days. But cut to the other day at Target with my mom, my earring back broke. So I stole an earring back 
off of an, a set of earrings. Did your mom know? Yes, and she was not happy with me. And she thought we were going to get arrested the entire time we were in the store. Where <laughs> 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 it was going to like go off. It wasn't even the back. It was like this little rubber thing that was on the back of the back. Oh, like that holds it on, like yeah. holds it together. Yeah. Okay. That's not really stealing then. Yeah, I'm a bad girl. Mrs. Lowen. It's not really stealing if it's something you're going to throw away after you buy the earring anyway. See, mom, everything's fine. It's funny because my confession kind of has a, a tangent to Target, too. Ooh. <laughs> my confession is that during COVID, I've purchased the majority of any new clothing I've bought in the last year or so from Costco. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> We're talking leggings and sweatshirts and yoga pants. Girl, you walk in that Costco and you find the center of it and you find all them tables. with You do. The best sweatshirts (laughs) you can get and you can get a package of them. Yeah, you can get at least two or three. Um, But the Target connection is that Target is probably my close second in terms of places where I bought clothing during COVID because I'm just not going to stores. I feel like Target's okay though. I can, I found some like really cute pants and stuff there and like bathing suits, but like Costco, like, is there a Costco brand? Kirkland. Yeah. Oh, that's right. um, I used to date a guy who loved his Kirkland pants and I'm sure my parents love their Kirkland clothes. Well, some of it's like, it's fine for basics. Basics, Shannon. You go to the Gap for basics. You don't go to Costco for your basics. Your basic leggings? Yes. I mean, okay, we've fine. all been in elastic waist pants for the last year. So that's my justification. Well, I absolve you from your sins, Shannon. Right back at you. Oh, thanks. If you guys are enjoying what you're hearing from us, we would appreciate forever some love in the form of rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We really like five-star reviews. That's kind of what we're into. And if you're tempted to leave fewer than four stars, maybe just shoot us an email with your feedback instead. We'll definitely take a look at it and take it into consideration. Communication is key. So that about does it for today's show. Make sure to subscribe to the show and download new episodes every week. We've got links to our social media in the show notes. That's it for now. Until next time, keep those stories coming.